Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Oriwe podcast, the podcast that tells African stories. I'm Halima. And I'm Ceci. And today we have a special guest here with us who is going to discuss Igbo food. His name is Kalas. Hi, Kalas. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is Kalas. My Igbo name is Ifani Chuku. I'm happy to be here today. We're talking about food, food, food. Yes. Well, okay. let's, let's give a little bit of primer on Igbo land for people who don't know. First, before you guys continue, Kedu, like, I've been practicing Igbo, so you have to continue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Kedu, that sounds very, very Oyibo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm from the eastern part of Nigeria. I'm Igbo. I'm originally, like, from Anambra. So inside Anambra, I'm from Onitsha. So my parents are from Onitsha. My grandparents from both sides are from Onitsha. My great-grandparents from both sides are Onitsha. So if there's anything like pure blood or something, I would say so. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's my story. Do you know where Anambra is in the eastern part of Nigeria? Like, where exactly is it? Isn't it southeast? Yeah. Southeast, okay. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your favorite like Igbo traditional food? Okay, so um, I'm such a foodie that I think having a favorite food is like uh, it's like you're cheating on someone. <laughs> I feel <laughs> so the I, same way. I really, yeah, so I really don't have a favorite, but my go-to like celebration food like is pounded yam and often salad. Now, if I'm going to say it, how we pronounce it, Ovenzala. <laughs> like, we have a way of pronouncing, uh, you know, words. So, I love Pandad Yaman Ovenzala, but people call it white soup as well. Ah, uh, yeah. I've never personally yeah. had Ovenzala, but I've heard really good things about it. The only reference yeah. I have to Ovenzala is like that um, David O's song where some guys shout Ovenzala every three seconds. Do you know mm-hmm. something? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, it looks delicious. So, what's in ofensala? What uh, white soup? Oh, so basically, yeah, it's it's really really easy to make. So you your protein should be either fish. My mom makes hers with fresh fish and then chicken, right? You have a thickening agent which you can just use corn flour or regular flour oh. or yam. Yeah, some people tend to use yam as well, which is very interesting if you're going to do that. Um, it's like a broth. You make like a chicken broth out of it and then you put like your maggi your spices but it still comes out like it's almost white that's why it's called white soup in quotes i did not know like i've never heard mm-hmm. before of people using flour yeah. or corn flour mm-hmm. oh, yeah, but in, in nigerian food actually i had no idea that, that was what was in offense oh yeah it's a, it's a agent i guess offense is bougie like that it's, it's, it, it is kind of bougie. <laughs> I guess Ovenzala is bougie like that. So some people can put um, Erira, which is like a seasoning, like Erira. So some people can do that. Some people can. So it depends where you're from. On people, they make theirs really differently from every other. I noticed that um, some people make theirs like pepper soup. Like the white soup tastes like pepper soup. Like it has lots of... Um, meats it's really chewy you can see a couple of liver you can see a couple of um, beefy beefy meat but we make ours like chicken and fresh fish 
you know, it's really nice. Then we pounded yam, but people can also take oatmeal, you know, whatever you want, but apple, of course, but, you know, we make ours with pounded yam. We eat it with pounded yam, rather. So if I was going to pick a favorite food, that's what I would say. Mm, yeah. Sounds nice. So what 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 are popular Igbo foods? Like, could you give us like 10 most popular Igbo foods? Maybe not. Not give them 10. 10 is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know no, I think I can go 10. Ukazi, there's pepper sauce. Yeah, so, there's that one. Yeah, let me try. I'll try maybe 8 to 10. Okay. Um so Igbo people, so Igbo is, first of all, the Igbo culture, the tribe is massive. It's massive. So even if one particular food, different people, different Igbo, you know, people can make it so many ways. So um, there is Apacha, there is Akede, there is Fio Fio, this, which is all the bean family, still from the bean family. There is um, Unkwabi. I don't know whether yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is Isiewu. Which is really, really yummy. Um, there is, if you're gonna enter into soups, you know, you have Ofo Nubu, which is like, like that's like a celebration kind of food in events. You have Ogwisi soup, you have Ora or Oha. Some people call it Oha, we call it Ora. There is the offense, I said as well. Um, that is Okro or Okolo. Still the same thing. That's draw soup. Mm. So okra is draw soup. Yeah. So that's ten, I, I think. I think that's even like more than ten. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is Banga is Banga and Ibo Banga soup? is from so, Delta, I think. Ooh. So it's from Delta, but different people make it. We call it um we say it often mano, like mm. pumpkinal soup, mm. right? Then some people, but the main thing they call it is um ofaku. So aqua is still pamkanel because that's what it's made from. That's the main stuff it's made from. So yeah, so that's banga soup, aka banga soup. So you can either make it as a sauce to eat it with your rice, or you can make it as a soup, which is not going to be as thick as you know if it's a sauce, you know. Banga soup mm-hmm. is my personal favorite Nigerian soup. So delicious. Really, it's really, really nice, especially it's if it's really spicy. Good. It's really nice. Do you find that there are certain like staple um, food items, let's say, that kind of cuts across a lot of different Igbo cultures? Yeah. Like, for example, yam. I noticed that yam is kind of a big thing. It, and pounded mm-hmm. yam, and like in all its different forms, basically, is mm-hmm. something that goes with all Igbo soups. And maybe bitter leaf is used in a lot of soups as well. I would say, mm-hmm. like, if we're talking about other cultures, like they have, they have, like, for example, in the north, I think they have their tool, which is made from mm-hmm. rice. That they use yeah. and then maybe Yoruba people. I mean, pandediam as well, but eba goes with a lot of stuff. Yeah, amala exactly. But for young people, I feel like yam is is their you know state. Yeah, yeah, it's the ultimate yam. Definitely, is the ultimate because I mean yam, yam, yam is such a trooper. You know, you can flip it, fry it, dice it, cut it, boil it, <laughs> roast it. I agree. Yam is the MVP. Yam is a real trooper. So, yeah, I would say yam. And um, I guess palm oil. Yeah. I guess almost every soup, you know, has a little bit of palm oil or something in there. So, yam and palm oil is definitely, you know, it cuts across everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Isn't it, not, is it not like Igbo people that do New Yam Festival or is that in the Southwest? I think so. Well, um, 
they do do yam new yam festivals mm-hmm. in lots of Igbo lands. I think over it's like Pete's um Imo State, they they do that a lot. I'm um, honestly I haven't been to anyone. I haven't been to any new yam festival, but I know when you know they have new yam and you see it in the market and they tell it's different. You just once you look at it, it's like fresher and stuff. But um, I've never been to any of the festivals before. No, okay. so basically it's supposed to be just the, you know, unveiling of the new yam. And then, you know, they have a whole, they thank God and everything. And then they have a festival and they eat lots of yam. <laughs> That's how it is. But I've never been to any of it. That sounds oh. kind of fun to me. I'd like to go to a festival and eat lots of yam, fry the yam. A new yam festival <laughs> to be precise. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think, and um, what's like a staple food at every Igbo party? Like at an evil wedding, what's, what are like the major foods they serve there? Okay. Um, if it's Enugu State, right? If it's like Enugu State, Anambra-ish, right? If it's definitely Enugu, I'll go with Apacha. Mm. Like it's uh, it's like a number one thing you're going to have in most Igbo weddings is going to be Apacha. Now the Apacha, they might make it with Oba or a kiddie, or some fio fio, or just plain, but there's definitely going to be a bachelor in there. But if it's maybe anambra, you might have more things like okwa, okay. which is breadfruit. Have you guys had it that before? No, I haven't, but I have a question Ooh. to ask on that later. Yes. The okay, it's really, really good. yummy. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be anambra, I think you're going to find okwa and fish, and there's something about because it's kind of expensive to process it and sell. So it's one of those things that, you know, once it's, it's, it's done, it's done, like it's finished. They're like, no, it's finished. We're sorry, no more okwa. Because everyone will tend to, you know, want to eat okwa and everything. Because it's really, yeah. really nice. Okay, I think I should yeah. just ask you this question about okwa then. Um, mm-hmm. When I was like researching on Igbo food, apparently it's also like a measure of like status and wealth. Only rich Igbo people apparently eat okwa. Do you think that's true? Um, I won't say like the rich, the rich, the rich, simply mm-hmm. because, but first I would still get back to that because a cup, I just heard today that a cup of okwa is 300 naira. So that is just a cup that is this big. Oh, Even cool. though like when you cook it, it tends to like get big and everything, mm-hmm. but it doesn't get like, it's not like rice that, you know, or beans that, mm-hmm. you know, gets more mass, but that's it. But the process of getting the okwa is a lot like it comes from the tree, they get it down, they unpeel it, they do this, they do. It's a very long process. So that tends to increase the amount of it. So because it's 300 naira cup, you know, not a, a lot of people are going to, you know, cook 50, let's say 50 cups now. And to be honest, a cup, I could probably eat a cup and a half. <laughs> so if you have that in your wedding, you're not going to make it as the main dish. You're going to make it as a side dish that you want maybe the, you know, your big guest, your creme de la creme guest to eat. So, yeah, I think most people is going to be some sort of a measure of, you know, wealth because it's, it's expensive, you know. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, I was looking at a picture of Ukwa just now and I've seen pictures of it before, but for some reason I always assumed it was beans. I don't know why. It's only today I well, it is from the family ish, <laughs> ish, and then it's made differently. Some people add vegetables. Um, some people make theirs like plain, and then add different stuff: fish, dry fish. I've seen liver. I've seen diced 
beef, but it's really, really nice. Oh, okay. Is jollof rice a big deal at Igbo parties? Or that's just... Ah. I feel like it is international. <laughs> like, it is Nigeria. That's like the Nigerian Nigeria. anthem. Yeah, exactly. How about that's you go to a Nigerian party anthem. with jollof? Like, if oh. you don't bring jollof, like, just tell us your morning or something, and we won't come for the <laughs> Even chance, if you are morning, isn't it a burial jollof that they say tastes best? True. They say burial jollof is the most delicious jollof. Because you haven't yeah. said anything as, as um, jollof rice, and I'm like, how is it that Igbo people don't eat jollof rice? No, they do. Oh, no, but no, I, no, I, I don't no, know. No. I don't know if any tribe can claim jollof rice. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. To be I, fair, I, I feel don't like think it any. would cause world war. I mean, Nigeria war. If someone says jollof rice is just for my own yeah, culture. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, I have had jollof rice in the north, in the west, in the east. Like the the jollof rice in the west is so spicy. Like, it's really, yeah. really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, in the north, you have them, they do, you know, they kind of flavor their food more than spice their food. So you get a lot of, like, ginger and stuff, in it, which is still nice anyway. Mm-hmm. Then the east is different as well, you know. But jollof, I don't think anyone can claim jollof for now. Oh, the different ways that we cook food in, like, different regions of Nigeria. I've always mm-hmm. found it very interesting, the, the kind of parallels to see like these two similar foods but cooked in such different ways mm-hmm. by a different culture. Mm-hmm. For example, the, the similarity between the um, Yoruba moi moi, which is like a steamed bean, steamed bean mm. thing, and the Igbo, mm. is it okpa? Is it? Okpa. Yes. yes. They look really similar. They look identical, but apparently they're completely different, but they're made of the same beans and palm oil, right? It's just like a different recipe entirely. Yeah, so... Yeah, so exactly. So, Okbar, it's like there's so much, um, the bean family has so many things. So, Okbar is still part of the bean family. So, you still grind and blend and it's still in a powdered form, mm. right? And you still make it that way. Beans, um, regular beans, that's what you use to make moi moi. So, you're still going to blend and grind and then you make it into a paste, you now add different stuffs into it, you know? But Okbar is, like, less is more Okbar. My own opinion, like, I don't want extra, extra stuff. Like, these days, people make, like, eggs inside them, vegetable yes. inside them. I want eggs in my moi moi. Yeah, eggs in moi moi nice. Um, corned beef in moi moi nice, you know. All that, but in Okbar, less is more. So I think the major difference is the bean. So it's regular beans for moi moi, and then there is Okbar bean for Okbar. And then um, red oil. So you don't put as much red oil. You put a lot of red oil in up, but don't. I think you more, yeah, more. I don't think you put red, yeah. red oil. People use just vegetable yeah. oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People just put vegetable oil in moi moi. And yeah. So I think that's probably the major difference. Yeah. I think there are other things that kind of like are interesting when you examine the different ways that we make them. Or like, mm-hmm. for example, goats. Now, goat is a very big thing everywhere in Nigeria, right? Yorubas have asun, which is like, you know, chopped up goat meat fried in pepe. Yeah. Igbo people have isiewu, which is also good. I believe it's like the head of the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's made like, I think similarly, it's, it's in a spicy sauce with like vegetables and some palm oil. And it's also delicious, but like it's, it's a completely different approach to cooking the same thing. Mm-hmm. And even things like egusi, like, Igbo egusi somehow is different from egusi in other parts of Nigeria. 
and you can like taste the subtle differences, but everybody has their different preferences and how they spice food or like how they like food taste. For example, I think that in Yoruba Egusi, they normally put more vegetables in. Mm-hmm. Like like um, the F four vegetable soup type of egusi, but even people like plain egusi mostly. Not completely mm-hmm. plain, but like it's not as much um, whatever vegetable they want to use in it. They put in it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, besides okwa, do you think Igbo foods in general? Do you think they tell a story of like how wealthy or what particular social class you belong to? Oh yeah, um, I should think so. It's like um, densala soup, for instance. Even though the densala is kind of easy, you know, easy, but uh, most people you have to use like fresh fish if you want to get like the you know the main densala. Use like fresh fish, chicken, all that. So it's not like you wouldn't see densala soup in any event. Okay. Like you wouldn't see it in any event. It has to be like either maybe you after the event you went to the person's house or there's a particular you know small cooler <laughs> that has a special goodness. So yeah, and then like there are basic soup that everyone makes. For instance, um, draw soup, which is okra, mm-hmm. because okra is one of those soups you can warm okra from now until next month, and it's still going to be pretty. Like <laughs> you keep just adding water and it's fine. You can't do that to something like a goosey. Like you steam a goosey two, three times and, you know, it's going to tell you a different story. Yeah. So, but okra seems to be like a generous soup. Everyone can, you know, make, keep, mm-hmm. store. Yeah. But all this soup, I think is just slightly, maybe just the ingredients that makes it maybe like a class thinking. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the diaspora now, because as you know, the, the Igbo people are one of the biggest cultures in, in Nigeria, the biggest mm-hmm. like, tribe, and they're all over the world. So Nigerians in general are all over the world because, you know, we really took that be fruitful and multiply very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. um, so Igbo people are all over the world. And of course, the food has been exported along with that. And you know, it changed and and kind of evolved and and it's still everywhere. And I even think I think I looked it up before. And there are even some people in Guinea who are Igbo, mm-hmm. which is like a country kind of neighboring Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Would you say that like Igbo food is very much alive in the diaspora, but maybe not quite as as authentic as as the food from home? Let's say. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. Um, bearing in mind that even when you go to like Igbo restaurants abroad, um, they still ask you stuff like, oh, do you have allergies? I've never been to a restaurant in Nigeria and someone asked me, do you have allergies? Oh, guy, you will eat what we have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine it, you know. So no one's going to ask you, oh, can I take out crayfish? in your, you know, in that soup or can I take out like, you know, um, white maggi or regular maggi? Like, you're going to eat what we have. Well, very so careless really people, you guys, by the way. Sorry, sorry, Alas, I just had to add that. I said we're very careless people, by the way. Like, what if someone dies after eating crayfish? They really they don't. say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, people attribute it to the crayfish. <laughs> <laughs> I can think about someone you know, dying. Before then, 
before then, hopefully, you know your allergies, though. <laughs> hopefully. Do yeah. people know hopefully. that they're allergic to things, like in in, in Nigeria? Nigeria? Is that something that people test for? I don't think people well, realize. I think, I probably they do, but they don't care. Like, someone was telling me the other day that, you know, he keeps getting ill. And it took me just three minutes to figure out that he was lactose intolerant. And I was like, <laughs> this is why you're being ill. And he was like, so I will not take milk again. <laughs> to be honest, I lactose intolerant myself and I treat it like it's by the way because I'm still going to eat the ice cream. <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's the same way. But, but you know, abroad, you don't really get the, like the authentic spices. Mm. Some reasons might maybe something like um, the herbs or vegetable you use is not fresh because most times they might store it maybe in the you know the cooler the freezer whatever or they blend it so because they can't really have that fresh herb or maybe the the meat um i don't know whether you guys know or have noticed that maybe goat meat doesn't have the same smell like it does abroad yeah so sometimes that helps in the flavoring of the food and then things like the spices you use like maggi you know things like that so it's not always the same you know because I know, like, sometimes you might not have, like, the... Like, for me now, Benny, Benny chicken seems to be, like, my go-to spice to cook. But when I, you know, travel, sometimes I can just use, like, Jamaican regular spice or something from the Caribbean. And it might not taste exactly, but what are you going to do? It works. So I think back home, you just can get the authentic taste because everything is just, you know, organic. It's more organic, more or less, Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Do you have like any idea of things like, let's say someone wants to make a traditional Igbo dish. Is there anything mm-hmm. they can substitute it for? Let's say you want to make abacha, for example, when mm-hmm. you're not in Nigeria, what can they substitute for the major ingredients? Okay, so abacha, the main abacha is um, this cassava, we like call them cassava flakes, <laughs> but it depends how you chop them. So let's say cassava flakes. So let's say you have the main abacha. The green in the abacha is either you use potassium, which is a bitter, very bitter leaf, or you use green. And then there is garden egg, which is anyala, anyara, depending on how they pronounce it. Yeah. But I guess you could use, um, I guess you could use rockets or let's say, um spinach you could use spinach, spinach. Mm-hmm. yeah you could use spinach kale works perfectly as well you could use kale and i guess you could everything else the protein you um you know you could usually use the same mm-hmm. fish and everything else but i think kale you can use um spinach for the green i think that will work yeah that would definitely work as long as you have the main abacha everything else is you know go to Oh, okay. oh, if you're going to put ogili, I'm done. Maybe you might just leave the ogili. I don't That's know okay. what. Um, so it's like potash, but it's really, really smelly. I don't know what ogili. Uh, what's the, what is it iru locust beans? I think it is. I think it's iru. Is it? And it's like gray. So. Yeah, really, really smelly. Well, listeners, feel free to correct us if it's not iru because I'm not quite sure. It's exactly iru is um, locust beans. Yeah, exactly. So oh, I think I'm not that's sure. what we're curious. What is ogili in English? I'm so used to calling it ogili that I don't know what um it will come to my it will I think I'll remember later. 
but it's like gray Google, and really soft. Yeah, it's made of like fermented oil seeds, such as sesame seeds or melon seeds and castor oil seed. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not locust beans mm-hmm. at all. Definitely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I guess sometimes people put it there, sometimes they don't. So I guess you can substitute, you know, take tomato tomato. So yeah. Okay, so before, um, just to wrap up the whole thing, because we're, we're already close to the end of this episode, what is mm-hmm. one of your pet peeves about like Igbo food? What's that one thing you can't stand about Igbo food? Or how people make it? Yeah. Hmm. One thing I can't stand. Let's see. Um, I, I'm a trooper. I'm a foodie. So I'm not sure there's anything I can... Okay, but let, maybe... There is something I can't stand with eating maybe my soup, like apple. Like that's, it's not like, I just don't like the smell. I've never actually had it before. Like it's a, it's swallow that you can use for your soup. I think think apple is fufu, right? Uh, Apple should be fufu, I guess. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Yeah, lots of people don't like the smell. Yeah, that's like that's just like one thing I can't really stand because I've never had it before. My mom never made it for us because she doesn't even like the smell. So we grew up like not knowing what we just knew it was what some smelly thing. <laughs> so yeah, we never we never really had it. I think my brother has, but I never had it. Yeah, that's just one thing I'll take out, you know. But I'm good all through. Okay. okay. So, um, how would you rate Igbo foods like compared to other food from different? Ah, uh, no, you can't. That's not <laughs> a good question. It that's is a good question. question. Imisi suggested it, and I think <laughs> that's oh, not a fair question. It's either going to like it's going to be too polarizing for him to answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, rating. Well, rating. Um. First, I'm Igbo. My parents are Igbo. So, I, you know, I kind of grew up eating Igbo food. Yeah. And so I guess I would always lean to say that I prefer Igbo food or, or whatever. I mean, I have traveled to, you know, places in Yoruba land. And so I would say this, um, the West is really spicy. So it's spicy. It's, People always say that. <laughs> we love it like it's that. It's spicy. I don't think a lot of, well, I don't want to use the word effort, but let me say not a lot of um maybe I just should say effort is put in like the presentation of the food. You know, sometimes I just feel like like pah, 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 pah. and then, <laughs> I mean the the times I ate though, but it was nice. It was nice. And then um Igbo foods, I feel like they're more flavorful, you know, they're more they don't have a lot of you know plenty, plenty textures. I feel like um, the West, they have like, you might have a meal that has like seven different textures, you know, eating different things. You know, it, this oh, is soft, yes. this is. For yeah, this, I like yeah, that. This is Everything. Grimy. Yeah. This is like, there's a lot of things going on there, which is still good for your palate. But mm-hmm. Igbo food is like, we're here, eat this, you know. So, uh, and then, you know, the Northern foods is really, you know, it's really flavorful, you know. It's more of they flavor their food. It's almost like they're trying to eat healthy or healthier. So I would still rate Igbo food higher. I mean, we wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think anyone can fault you for it. Yes. Yes. 
I feel like every Nigerian will take the food from their own region is the best because exactly. you know you grew up eating exactly. your own food mm-hmm. and that's what you like because you know definitely you know, definitely. I mean, there's you know, um, the people that have the most soups is are probably between the Igbos and you know river states, you know, because they've got a lot of lot of lot of soups, yeah. which is really 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 nice. So yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. And Dalu Kalas. Thank you for coming on. We really enjoyed this conversation. I always love talking about food. It just makes me happy. It's a fun topic. I like to think about food. So this has been fun. No Um, problem at all. No problem at all. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please don't forget to like this and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And also... To stay part of the conversation, you can uh, follow us on Instagram where we are Orive underscore Africa. That's O-R-I-I-R-E. And also we're the same on Twitter. And our website is Orive.com. And we're definitely going to have a conversation about this on there. So don't miss it. Yeah. And Orive is spelled O-R-I-I-R-E. Don't forget, guys. So Kaudi, everyone. Kaudi is good by Igbo language. Oh, wait, wait. Follow Carlos on Instagram. So it's Carlos Le Magnifique. Carlos underscore K-A-L-A-S underscore L-E underscore Magnifique. So it's magnificent, but it's just Q-U-E ending it. That's it. Are you people see? We don't bring ordinary people on this podcast. Magnifique. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye.